Welcome back to another episode of Laugh Not to Cry. I'm your co-host, Jeremy GJ. Now I'm your co-host, Commander Cody. And we're back at it again. Uh, I don't know how, but we are. Uh, In the new, new year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, folks. Uh, there was supposed to be a video of, of us eating a really hot chip, but Coates was mad in recovery form when he came over for uh new year's and he was like nah scrap that idea real quick and i was like you know i was just trying to sneak it in because how often do we get to see each other he was like fair but no and i was like all right i won't ruin the and then evening. it got then it got a little bit worse oh no with well i like i wasn't sick again mm -hmm. but i was like i told you um, oh yeah I I don't know why this happened, um, but I started getting like a chemical burn smell mm. in my nose the entire time. Like when uh, you clean the bathroom mm -hmm. with harsh chemicals and then that smell lingers in your nose a little bit for like mm -hmm. hours afterwards. Yeah, it was that, but it was very like. It was very strong. And like the rest of my, everything else was normal. Like all the stuff that I, all the food I was smelling and the coffee I was smelling and tasting, all of it was normal. But when I wasn't drinking that or eating anything or smelling anything, that would be there and lingering. Mm. And That's I just really weird. couldn't figure it out. I don't know what it's, uh, it's was mostly gone today. Okay. Well, that's progress of sorts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll have that out eventually. The chips aren't going anywhere. They're already purchased and sitting on my counter. So, you know. Staring, we'll, staring at you. <laughs> you know, I didn't even take them out the Amazon package just so they wouldn't, the skulls, the red skulls wouldn't be staring at me every day. Yelling Haunting at me you. Eat it. Yeah, so I, uh, I decided to leave it alone. Yeah, the this um this first week of January is kind of sliding by at a moderate pace. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going super fast, but it's not going particularly slow either. So, see what this no one what say this so. month brings. Yeah, we got Friday the thirteenth next week. Ooh. Um. Yeah, it's and gonna then, be uh, in it. Yeah, then a week after that, my birthday. Yeah, unfortunately, I will be out of town for Cody's birthday because I have a dance competition. And I was like, yeah, wait, yes, yes, that's right. So, yeah, that's right. We're going. We're going to a, a hockey game. Hockey game. Oh yeah, you day. just said that. going to see the Blue Jackets. I almost said yes. Blue Jays, Blue Jackets, Columbus Blue Jackets, CBJ. Yes. Uh, I know zero about hockey, um, except when I went to one of the games. I got to sit in a box, and I think there was a fight that happened at the game I went to, and it was pretty solid. Um, although everybody was like, you sat in a box at the hockey game. It's the action's really right up against the glass, and I'm like, well, yeah, but I it's also expensive right up at the glass. 
Yeah, and also I didn't pay for it, and also there was food in the box that I also yeah. did not pay for. So <laughs> depending on the depending on the seats too at the glass, you don't get the best angle. Like you can't be right up against the glass. Otherwise, when you try to look down like to one side or the other, you the you can't see because mm -hmm. the because the actual glass like blocks your view at that angle. Yeah. And from the box, I could see everything. Plus, I yeah. had a TV that would also zoom in on things. Also, yeah. I didn't pay for it. So I'm not going to complain. Um, So I got to sit in a box in there. I got to, when I went to, I went to, I feel like I went to three Pistons games. For people who don't do sports balls, that's Detroit basketball. Um. Two of them, I got to sit second row from the floor. Ooh. Yeah, uh, my mom worked for a company, and her boss would get those tickets all the time. And then sometimes he's just like, mm, I don't want to go and just get the tickets away. And so my mom would be like, I'll take them. So um, that came with going into like this executive place that had like all types of food and stuff beforehand. And then you could take the food with you and you sit second row from the floor. And that's when I learned basketball players really are monsters. Um, they are ginormous people. Um, I actually saw a basketball. I don't even remember. I don't even know who the basketball player was. I just know he was a basketball player because people kept running up to him, trying to get pictures and stuff while he was trying to get mm. through O'Hare. But as I was about to leave to Istanbul, there was one in the terminal. And if I knew who he was, I probably would have got a picture but also probably not because I'm not that person. Um, like when we were at your uh, bachelor party, there was a guy from like Vine I, we saw at yeah. the park. And I was like, and he is here to adventure park. He, no, I'm going to leave the guy alone. He just, and I just kind of feel like that's how it should be. Like you see him and if you want to, or if you had the opportunity, you can be like, hey, appreciate your work and passing or whatever. But he was with two girls. He was minding his business. I was like, eh, I'll leave him be. And then the basketball yeah. player, he's already a a statue amongst people. Um, and I was like, yeah. I, and to not even know who he was to run up and be like, hey, person who's probably a sports ball player, let me get a picture because you probably are famous of some sort. It's kind of just like, eh, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Do you think there's ever going to be like, another big basketball player like Shaq. What do you mean? Like we see like we see all of the basketball players like getting ripped and being tall, but mm -hmm. we don't see like any of the just big bigger like walls of dudes like yeah. Shaq anymore. That's true. Um no, just because the game of basketball has changed. Like, I don't watch it as much anymore, but from what I'm hearing, all of the roles are kind of meshing together. And so to be just a wall of a person also means that you have to have a decline in some of your other stats for the most yeah. part. And it's like, that's not how basketball is played anymore. It's much more fast-paced. So everyone is kind of kind of has to be cut up and solid now they can't have specialties anymore no everyone's playing a role so like 
somebody who's usually would just be like blocking the rim is now also shooting threes because that's what you got to do. Um, so like Zion Williamson, like I don't, like I said, I don't follow basketball, but like I was like watch highlights and clips and stuff. And he's a big dude. Like, like he's tall, but he's just wide too. Right. Um, and that man is doing 360 windmills. Like there was like, there was a game recently where um he didn't get to play because I think he was out injured last season. And so his team was going up against this other team and they smacked that team while he was out. And so they came, he came back, they were playing, and they were up by like a lot. And it was like towards the end of the game. It was almost like a mercy game that they have in high school where like a certain team gets too far and they just right. kind of like tap out. So the other team wasn't really playing anymore. because They were like, we can't bridge this deficit. If someone threw the ball down the court, he catches it, dribbles twice, gets just beyond the free throw line, steps, twirls 360 and just bangs it in the rim. <laughs> The other team is ready to fight. Because yeah, it's disrespectful. Just us, it's just an <laughs> unspoken rule that when you're up that far, you don't do any showy bullshit. You just take your win and go And then uh, they were like, re- they were ready to scrap over this. And he he was in a press conference. He was like, I was out last year and I watched him smack my team. And I'm finally back. Was it a little unsportsmanlike? Sure. But I get to play now. So <laughs> suck it. Like basically. And I was like, hey, hey. He's got a point. I, I'm not mad at it, bro. Like, y'all, if y'all don't want somebody to do a do a clip on y'all, make a clip on y'all continue to play the game like yeah. if yeah. the floor Post wasn't up. wide yeah if the floor wasn't wide open for him to do a dunk contest level dunk in the, <laughs> in the middle of your game if y'all someone was still blocking it wouldn't have happened that way right so who are you mad at be mad at yourself for not continuing to play the game all the way out like Whatever. So I was I watched and I was like, that was a dope ass duck. And <laughs> I'm glad I got to see it via video because it was and it was just crazy because he's not small. Like <laughs> um, let me see if I can pull up some stats because he is not a tiny dude by any stretch of the imagination. Like I put in I put in Z I popped up quick. So dude is 22, 6'6", which is just nuts. 284 pounds. Good Lord. He is a beefy dude. Yeah, that's a stocky dude for 6'6". And he posted up right after the free throw line. Did a full 360 and slammed it like he was like he was like Steph Curry size or something like 
mm. just ripped it. And I was like, it's solid. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. So uh, the long-winded answer is that's probably the closest, although Shaq is way right. taller than that. Um, because yeah, the game has just changed. It's well, so it's like we're just getting game. in. We're getting into the point where like everybody looks the same. Yes, like they all got to be tall. They all got to be jacked. And obviously, you know, it's it's good for them to be like that because it's healthy and it mm-hmm. makes them perform better and play better. Longer, but at the same game. time, right? But at the same time, like we don't have the the specialties we don't have yeah. the, the special point guards or the the no. really tall three shooters nope uh it's, it's just run, everyone's kind of running gun you know you don't really even have like your Allen iversons and nate smiths anymore like it's just because yeah in basketball they were like considered short because i think they were like right i think oh nate smith nate robinson nate robinson i think was like I want to say he was like five, eight, five, nine. Yeah. Nate Robinson was five, nine, 108. Yeah, that's really short. Yeah, especially for basketball, right? And then I think Ellen yeah. Iverson was probably like five, 10. No, Ellen Iverson was six foot. All right. And I was still considered short, right? And so, right. Because I remember watching, I, that was one of the games I got to sit second floor. And that's what Iverson was on the Pistons. And Allen Iverson was my favorite player. But I didn't like him on the Pistons because that's not the team for him. It wasn't the team for him. Allen Iverson right. was all about like showboating and showmanship and like of his era, like he was like comparable. Like there's videos of him crossing up Jordan and going toe-to-toe with Kobe. So like he was a big dog. And so like the team for him is someone who passed him the ball so he can cross people up and get to the rim. Right. But the Pistons never played like that. Pistons was all about ball handling, passing the ball, especially around that time, right after, you know, they had just one championship. Right. They were very much about like passing the ball, teamwork. Everyone had their role. You know, Billups had was the three. Well, Billups was like the regular like point guard and you had Tayshawn that was a three point shooter. You had you know, Ben and Rashid that were doing their jobs. Um right. Bath they dismantled all of that. They should try to put at Iverson in there. It was just like he's no. <laughs> like right. he can't do the role that Chauncey Billups did because he's technically better than Chauncey, but he's also not a shooter like Tayshawn. So it was so it wasn't a good match. But then I saw him on the court and everybody kept saying he was short. And then I saw him. I was like, that nigga's tall. What are y'all talking <laughs> What are y'all talking about? He's short. Like I didn't understand in the slightest. Cause I was I was probably I know for sure we were in Refford by that point. We were pro- I was probably in middle school. And so I'm watching the game and I'm like, no, I don't consider that short. Like, this man is tall. Like, he came down yeah. the court and I was like, 
Um, no. For <laughs> sure, no, compared Nate, to everybody else on sure compared to everybody basketball. else. No, Nate Robinson, shorter than me, and I'm five nine. They said he was five eight, like, and he was dunking on people. Yeah. Like winning like dunk contests. Like um so yeah. That that that's that was super impressive to me. But no, we don't have we don't have those anymore. Everyone's kind of everyone's tall, lean, gangly. Right. Do you think just, do, you, do you think that's gonna happen in like other sports too, where everyone's gonna start like yeah, everybody's like just swimming. Everyone started to look like Michael Phelps. Yeah. Um, I know. No I know looked, in football, there's still there's still big dudes they, just for the sake of being big dudes. They they have to have that because those that's just their role. Their wall. Right. Their role is they're just, just a line wall. Yeah. yeah. They're just a wall. If they're tiny, <laughs> or, a, they don't need to maneuverability. <laughs> yeah, it was such a contrast. I don't remember what game it was, but I like. Uh, we were out. What day we go? Did we go to dinner? Um, Catherine and I went out to to Texas Roadhouse because she was having a hankering for a uh, Texas Roadhouse day <laughs> of all things. Of all things, um, so random. And uh, they had football games on because we sat at the bar, and it was uh, one of the football games was on. And it was all of these like they're big dudes still because it was it was like the team on defense, but it was still a line of big dudes. And then just one really fat guy that couldn't even tuck his jersey in like his whole (laughs) stomach was just hanging out. But everyone else was was still like in the line with him. Right. I was like, that is just this one yeah. guy. Nobody's yeah, getting past him. And that's what they need. They just need that one guy where you just run into him and he's just like, are you done? <laughs> and like I said, I don't know much about sports ball. We don't talk about it much on here because we don't really watch it. We watch it if like we're somewhere and TVs are on. But from what I've watched, and I've watched quite a bit of football because football's on everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah, those people are just going like I think they're getting a little bit more maneuverability now, just for health's sake. Um, right, but they they still make people just, just put on pounds just to be linemen. Oh yeah, or they just were that size, and somebody was like, "Yeah, go stand there and make sure <laughs> that guy doesn't get by." Put, <laughs> like, put your head down, plant your feet. You're good. You're good. Put your hands up. They're not getting past. And like you, <laughs> I've seen people in like life. And I'm like, if you're not playing basketball, or if you're not, yeah, if you're not playing basketball, if you're not playing football, like there's this guy on my route. Did I talk about this on here? I did talk about this on here with Doris. I think when she was on here. Um, there's this guy on my route where I delivered to one of the grocery stores. He's the receiver and he stocks the shelves. Man's almost seven foot tall. Like, oh yeah, sir, <laughs> you're almost two of me. Why are you here? Like, 
go just put your hands in front of a rim somewhere and <laughs> make enough Wave to retire by bit. 35. Like, if you go sit on the bench, you will make more than you're making stocking the shelves at this grocery store. Like, just come on. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. And I think a part of that is just like a part of me really wanted to like play basketball and be good at it. Mm. Um, and I had a hoop in my backyard and I got pretty good at shooting what I would consider to be threes. They probably weren't right. threes um, because threes are actually really far when you go on a regulation court. Um, yeah. But I had got, I had got, got a nice little jumper and all of this good stuff, but. Did you see um did you see the guy in football that got tackled into a heart attack? Yeah, actually he has lung damage and he's still in critical condition. Yeah. yeah. I heard he's um, I heard he's better. I heard I saw something earlier that said he's a little bit better, but he's still yeah. critically ill. Um yeah. yeah, so I've been seeing that actually everywhere people have pray for I did not. I kept seeing the name, and I did not. Yeah, me too. Commit I... the name to memory, which is, I did not know you were going to bring it up, or <laughs> I would have. Uh, 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 let me get it real quick. Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin, from the Buffalo Bills, right? Yes. Um, yeah, that he, was. Yeah, he's beginning to awaken. And so one of those things is those are one of those things I didn't watch. Like I kept seeing it, kept seeing it pop up. Yeah, like, I did not watch the video. I was like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Especially since we know he's not okay. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, I'm not doing it. I'm just. Yeah. No, I can't. Just out of respect, it's like we don't need that being shared everywhere. Yeah, because, you know, when it, these trauma things happen, the thing that everyone wants to do is just keep circulating and circulating and circulating and you see what happened. It's just like, I don't, knowing that it happened is enough, you know? Yeah. And uh, it kind of brings me up to one of the things that I want to talk about is I'm binging a podcast called Horrible Decisions. Everyone should go check it out. Cody, I recommend it for you. Um Okay. Um, it is a very black podcast to uh, black women just talking about their sexual stories and experiences and but also making it educational uh, talking about kinks and uh, fetishes in China just stigmatize all the stuff in the sex world um, I think all of that stuff is super interesting um, just because we have so much taboo around something that created all of us and I think that's silly Um and if you're not harming anyone or anything or harming yourself in the process of figuring out what you like, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, so I'm binging it and I just got to 2020. And so it was funny because at the beginning of when I was switching over from 2019 to 2020, they were talking about, we're going on this tour. We got this tour set up. We're going to be in this city in <laughs> March. We're going to be in this city in April. We're going to be in this city in June. And I'm like, uh-huh. no, you're not. 
<laughs> from me in the future. No, you're not. Um, and so they were cracking jokes in January about COVID. They were cracking jokes about it in February and then March hit. And they're like, we're stuck in the house. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, I know how this one plays out already because I'm in the future. Um, so, but also with that comes George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery. Breonna mm-hmm. Taylor, and all the other wild shit that happened in 2020. I think they're in June right now. So um, that's as far as it's gotten. I think um, there was a lot, though, that happened. There like, was one after another. Too much to happen. Yeah. Um, and so the segue that I was making was that this whole, like, hearing all of that again really, like, triggered me and pissed me off again about how all of that happened and how it a part of me was like irritated that we got back to this like kind of place of stasis Mm -hmm. where it's like did any progress get made though like I don't know I feel like everyone's so exhausted from still trying to catch back up from 2021 and 20, 2020 and 2021 that everyone's just kind of like, you know, except I say everyone, but people know when I mean everyone, I'm talking about the majority, not, you know, the, the gung ho extremists, but even some of them, I think are just tired mm-hmm. and, I think that makes it easier for things to be swept under the rug. And I also think a lot of people are traumatized. And so we're not looking for those things anymore. Right. Um, Which also makes it easier to be swept under the rug because I'm sure they're still happening. We're just not hearing about it. Um, And that made me irritated. And it made me start thinking about what I could be doing in, you know, a little bit of regret that I didn't go to any protests or anything while all of that was happening. Um, I just kind of used my voice on social media and such, which is like tantamount to almost doing nothing. Um, Mm. And I was talking about it. I think I talked about it a little bit because I think I was podcasting or starting to podcast around that time. Um, I think you were starting. Yeah, I think it was the very beginning stages of this podcast. And I just think a part of me was doing it because it was still COVID. Um, and I live with someone who had a mystery illness and she doesn't know what caused it. And she was very afraid of, you know, that whatever it was flaring up again um and so part of it was out of respect for her and another part of it was just like i don't i don't know what i'm doing in this right like i don't know what help you can give yeah so like i understand in the process of it um 
And if you look at history, the process of there just being more bodies, more things get done because numbers and right. just seeing more bodies, just seeing more faces. Um, and so that's probably a good enough reason to go. But at the time, it wasn't. Um, and so I want to be figure out ways for me to be more active in staying vigilant about, excuse me, about making changes and just not getting to the point of not remembering all of that. So like, mm -hmm. I make a conscious effort to wake up every day and recognize that I'm a black man, that when I walk out the door, there's a target on my back. That's something that I do every day, which is in its own way exhausting um, because it just adds another layer to already being alive. Um, but that's personal and that doesn't help the greater good. So I got to find some active ways to be an active participant in the community and do better and I think part of it is like talking on this podcast even though our audience is small maybe it'll reach somebody else who um, has some connections to something else maybe it'll reach somebody to spark an idea for them to do something maybe it'll spark a conversation amongst people like hey why do we think this way why are mm -hmm. we behaving this way so for Anyone who listens to this, who considers themselves to be an ally to people of color and especially to black people, I implore you to have those tough conversations with those people who are around you and who are in your family and who are your friends and question them about questionable things that they do and say about groups of people. Ask them, like, why, why, why are you having this type of discourse about this? Like, why are what? what led you to this train of thought and cut it out basically um, because we only black people could only do so much from the outside of these other communities and the argument is always well y'all do blah 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 yes we do have stuff internally within our community that we need to work on and so does every community have that and so work on y'all shit and also making sure that you're not causing problems for other communities as well in the process of that. That's it's hard. It sounds super simple and it's really it's really difficult when you're put in that position to check people. But if they're if they rock with you and rock with your ideals then they'll understand that you're coming from a place of love and not a place of malice. And then they'll do better. And if they choose not to, then they're probably not people worth associating with, in my opinion, because they're mm -hmm. just going to be exhausting and progressing the problem further. So that's, that's my call to action. Just check your friends, check your family, um, check yourself, see if you are doing things that are problematic and, 
let's not use the word problematic because everybody gets so buzzwordy and clickbaity and gets all upset. Check yourself and make sure to see if you're doing anything that's helping the problem progress. Check your way of thinking and how you're interacting with people. And if it aligns with being a good person, keep that. If you catch some stuff from yourself and you're like, mm, I don't think a good person would probably do that or a loving person or a kind person or an empathetic person or a nice person would do that, cut it out and do better. That's what I got on that. Um, <laughs> you know, I was trying to, to try to tell Cody I was going to try to keep it short because I can go on and on and on and on, and on about it. So I'm going to cut myself off there. Um, yeah. Oh, that segue. The segue I have is awful, Cody. It's All right. awful. All right. Forgive, <clears throat> forgive me. But, you know, sometimes old habits die hard. And Cody's going to Michigan to celebrate his grandmother's 90th birthday. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, the whole, the whole you're going to... Uh, you're gonna have this soul searching conversation with your 90 year old grandmother. Hey, are you still saying things that are a problem? <laughs> if she can hear me. <laughs> She's really good at reading lips, so she can <laughs> she can definitely hold a conversation. Yeah. Uh, both her and my grandpa uh are hard of hearing at this point. Oh. Have been for years. Um but yeah, no, I'm going up there. Um, they're in a retirement home. The only retirement Fine. home uh with a bar. <sighs> it has they have a liquor license. Okay, so they're drunk and full of syphilis. Got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of old guys, a bunch of old people uh hanging out at the bar, sharing their stories, bullshitting. And their STIs because yeah. <laughs> nursing homes are rampant STIs because they're like, I can't get pregnant. What am I using condoms for? So you don't catch, you know, chlamydia. But also they're like, if I catch chlamydia and die, sure. <laughs> I'm 95. Going out having fun. All right, cool. Live your best life, Danny. All right, Mima. Going, uh, <laughs> going out having fun. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, th- I guess a bunch of drug old people <laughs> that just seems like uh, a hazard with all the scooters and walkers like who I'm sure that I mean was? I'm sure they like limit them they don't let them get plastered I'm sure the limit is but... probably one their blood's thin <laughs> I don't know my grandparents could You're drink with them back their... still oh yeah could drink with uh, the best of them mm. at one point Cause you, uh, now you don't, I mean, I have a big family, I have a very big family, okay. uh, especially on that side that is going to be celebrating that birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like every year we would go up to their place, um, in Michigan. Uh, it was in the, like, it was for us up North. But if you're from the Midwest at all, up north can mean anything from like an hour north of where you currently are to, you know, a completely different state. Right. Um, so up north for us 
was we lived uh, just outside of Detroit. It was two and a half, three and a half hours north, like into the middle of the lower peninsula of Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they it's pretty far they, north for, for Detroiters. Right. Um, the cabin in the woods, there was no cell service. Once you got to the top mm-hmm. of a hill, there was nothing. Uh, they had a landline, but good luck getting a call. No, but... Um, we all just, we all just, we would go up there every year for a canoe trip, canoe down the river, uh, all, all day and float and the adults would drink beer and the kids would go have fun, <laughs> uh, get sunburnt, right. Floating down the river for, you know, six hours. And, mm-hmm. uh, the grandparents would be right out there with us, uh, at night at the campfire drinking with with all the aunts and uncles mm. yeah she, grandma always had cake and ice cream of course gotta see katie's <laughs> cake and ice cream what kind of grandparent are you if you don't got cake and ice cream for the grandkids she, she still cooks for like the entire family coming over when it's just oh, wow. one set of cousins coming over mm. i mean you know again oh habits die hard i've yeah. been lit i have haven't lived with a family of five for a long time and that's still the portion size that i make so that's how i learned how to cook so you know you're used to cooking for 20 you're gonna cook for 20 um Mm -hmm. because in your head 20's coming and it's like no (laughs) she's always like you guys can eat it still you guys are still growing no grandma no no i'm i'm almost the youngest one of the cousins (laughs) of the main cousins i'm almost the youngest one like i am 27 28 now almost 28 yeah. like prefrontal it's... cortex is fully developed now we yeah. are no longer we are done yeah if, we go if i if i force wide. myself to eat i'm going to get fat <laughs> and you know what that would be okay but also you don't want to feel sick that's right. the thing grandparents right. will feed you till you get sick they'll you'll fill up like violet beauregard and they had mm. to roll your ass home that was a Willy Wonka and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory reference for you peasants who don't know. Um, I don't know if people wouldn't know that one. I feel like, I feel like some there's some people who are like Violet Beauregard. I mean, like, maybe maybe people outside the U.S. I don't know how big that movie was outside the like, U.S. I feel like it probably went. I feel like it. I don't know. It was a real creepy, but like Tim Burton, it seems like. I don't know i don't i don't understand i don't know why i feel like he's universal but like i feel like was that a I, tim burton movie yeah the one with uh johnny depp that's oh, why it was the all dark one. and creepy okay, yeah, yeah 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 so that's charlie and chocolate factory and then willy wonka was the one with gene wilder yeah um i know this because these are my two favorite movies i did i think i mentioned that on here before but um yeah my grandma is very political still. Oh, love that. She's still <laughs> voting for sure then. Uh probably. No oh, boy. She's uh uh very very political uh to the left. Which oh. is very weird for, for old people. It is very weird, but she also she lives in a nursing home. So you know. 
she ain't got yeah. no stake in the game for money wise. So pure politics at this point. <laughs> yes. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't use She's hear she's that always been that way. That's interesting. Did you maybe if you can get the words mouth correctly, you can get her to explain her origins of being a a liberal commie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably when she had to work at work as a nurse while also raising, you know, six boys. <laughs> six, yeah, that's a lot of children, regardless. But six boys, yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, it's no. a mess. Getting, getting, it's funny because like all six of them with my grandpa. Uh, they're essentially labeled as the seven dwarves because <laughs> each one has one of the characteristics of the seven dwarves and it just mm. matches perfectly with each one if you've ever if you ever meet them that's interesting um where, where yeah, is it, this it, your i'm guessing this is your dad's side yes so where's your dad fall in line with the where do, where do you think doors uh, you've never met my dad have you no, but from descriptions of him, I would find grump- I would say grumpy, but also say yeah. grumpy because he's my favorite. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's who my dad was, and boy, did I inherit that. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's so good. Uh, no, I don't think because I don't think he was was he at your grad party. Uh, if yes, he, was, he was, if he, he was, was, I don't think I met him. I think I just met your mom. He well, all right. That was that mom. was a whole, that was a whole thing because that was like right as my parents were like officially divorcing. Gotcha. When that was going on, mm-hmm. and uh, he made Perfect the timing. he made the not smart decision of bringing his girlfriend. No, who uh, I. I don't know the story. I don't want to know the story. I don't need to know the story. That's none of my business anymore. Uh, it never was, but especially not now. Uh, but there was speculation that uh, his girlfriend was the one that he was cheating on my mom with. Uh, here's my and- question. Here's my question. Oh, sorry. I'm going to let you finish your story because I'm going to go on a whole rant. So uh and uh my she was told to not say anything to my mom my mom didn't wanted nothing to do with any with either of them my mom was trying to put on you know a brave face of like this is for cody it's his Mm -hmm. uh it's you know his graduation party like uh, we're not doing this here it's not what this is about Right, like uh, we're we're here with family and friends celebrating Cody graduating. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And then uh, she still decided to go up and say something. I don't know what. I wasn't oh. paying attention. And it, luckily, it was like near the end of everything, and it just devolved from there and just kind of cut everything. Yeah, I was, and now they're Ma'am. married. Uh, Ma'am, possible mistress why and now they're married why so uh i you know i i like i said i 
don't know the story. I don't want to know the story. Just as long as neither one of them bad mouths the other one when I'm nearby, I don't give a shit what they feel about each other. <sighs> yeah. He's... All right. Here's my rant. Guys, we've got to be smarter. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's just a case of just not being smart. Just no time, just no place, just no decorum. You're going, you're raking it over the coals with this woman you have two kids with been married to for a long time y'all going through a divorce might have been appropriate to tell the girlfriend hey sit this one out she threw a yeah. fit you say shut up which is not nice but you go that's just it's just not smart yeah it's just not smart and i would tell anybody to shut up Right. If this if your dad turned her out to had to been gay and it was his boyfriend, I would tell him to tell him to shut up because it's just not smart. It's just not a good idea. And men, we just have to think a little more <laughs> than we do. <laughs> just a little bit of uh, forethought, just a little for just just half an inch more forethought. And he would have been like, hmm. You know, probably not the best because every time you tell someone not to do something, they're going to do it. They're going to, no matter how much he warned her to come to this party, sit down and be quiet and not speak. He knew in the back of his mind, she was still going to say something. Oh, yeah. Because that's just how people are. And some people are just also messy. And so they want something. They they have there's an urge in them to be like, mm, there is drama that could be had, and I can initiate it. So let me go do it. And even if that wasn't her intention, that also should have been a forethought on her behalf. Like, oh, yeah, I'm well, not wanted here. Why would I want? Why would they want me here? I should don't probably don't do that. sit down and just get through this because I insisted on coming with him. But it, yeah, the could... whole the whole situation was. Um... <laughs> Like, and I know I'm like I'm going no in on your forethought. I'm going on in on your dad right now, just because he's the example for this. But just meant just think, think a little more than you do. Because it's not like it's not any thoughts that I haven't had myself. So you know, <laughs> any argument you have to have with her later at home is at home away. From family away from this ex-wife, you're going through it with. It is a way you. I'll eat it later. Don't just don't like. I just don't. Uh. Uh. Just that's like uh That's like bringing 
your girlfriend to your baby mama's delivery. Like you got her in a delivery room. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. And she's just like, I think our babies will be prettier. Just you you just you just know it's not it's just not a good idea. There's a time and place for everything. Maybe just... the only thing I can think of is that maybe the thought was, well, this is being finalized now, but this all started like two years prior. No. Two, three years prior. So maybe, you know, nothing's gonna happen. It's like no, 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 stop. Like that is still two years prior very, you could have saw this in the future happen that is still very raw it's for everybody involved fresh like it is a bear attack fresh and someone's like mm, lemon juice like what are you doing like they just salt bay he just really salt bay salt into a fresh open wound and it's like there's a lot about that whole situation that I'm not going to talk about on here because oh, uh, you don't have to. But uh, there's there was a lot to uh, the entire situation that I just had to stop thinking about because it was <laughs> ruining me. I you know and I understand that and I appreciate you for sharing because it's going to be an example of things not to do and that's been most of my life most of my life has been i i am the eldest child of all of my siblings but i have older cousins and what i did which is meticulously watch what they were doing and go yeah nope yeah nope gonna avoid that nope that don't look too good oh repercussions repercussions nope not gonna do that one because i don't want to feel like dealing with that that's been most of my life. And then it just transferred to peers. And I just see people around yeah. my age. And I'm like, oh, pregnant at 14 when we started high school. Mm, Going to start to stay away from that. And mm. so. Uh, sorry, I don't know if my mom is going to listen to this one. But uh, if she does, sorry, Ma. Uh, hi, Mom. He was an idiot. Uh, that was not the best it was not the yeah. best course of actions what the fuck bro I just you don't, know, understand. don't understand what do we do uh, we laugh about it so that uh, <laughs> we, we don't, don't cry, cry. Because it's tears worthy <laughs> because it's just so absurd like yeah it's TV yeah. it's like so it was I don't like, even know if like TV could have planned it the way that uh, it all went. Um, but uh, yeah, so all that to say, uh, you probably didn't meet him then. No, I don't think I did. I you don't. probably either that or you saw some sh some uh, short balding guy go. That he looks a lot like Zach and Cody. I don't that think that must happened. be. Must be someone we, in his family. Because we weren't there very long. Right. Yeah, we weren't there very long. I don't even think I ate or drank anything, for real. Um, Probably not. It was it was a very big, or uh, it was a very quick um, 
it was very quick when when you did show up. Yeah, because I think cause... that was near the end. Yes, and it was also like our journey to get up there for us. Yes, um, it was about an hour. Yeah, like I said, my memory's foggy. I don't remember the car ride too much. I know exactly where it was at. It was in Wixom. So yes, it was. It was I do remember it being in Wixom. Um, so it was like just, Novi just short of an hour. Yeah, yeah so about just an past hour. Novi. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't remember much besides the picture that I took with my mom. I think it was your mom who was like, "Oh, is that your girlfriend?" And, yeah. and, Everyone asking. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> no, very much my mother. I share her face. I, I just have a goatee. Like, <laughs> like um but yeah, um that I my brain's my brain's going now. Um man, that that was another thing I had on topic for my brain. Thank you for sharing that story. Man, oh, we go. have to work on vulnerability. So yeah, as I'm listening to this podcast, horrible decisions. They are not paying for promo. They don't know I exist. Um, a lot of their show is mostly because they're they call themselves by, but they mostly deal <clears throat> with uh. With straight men, for the most part, one of them is who deals mostly with straight black men. The other one, she deals with a menagerie of men. She doesn't really discriminate. Their discrimination is based off of height and money. That's another discussion. Mm-hmm. But one of the discussions a lot, and from the men, some of the men that come on the show, is that when I hear it, it's this lack of vulnerability. The way that manhood has been set up is that men have to be guarded at all times. We have to be tough at all times. Um, and there's no space for showing emotions. There's no space for exploring things. Everything that has anything to deviate from what it means to be a quote-unquote straight man or a cishet man, which is short for cis-heterosexual um, Another thing for people who still don't understand the cis and trans things, they are just their terms that have always existed. We're just now reformatting them, right? Yeah, because they're you know, cisgendered is you feel you are what you were assigned as at birth, right? But the what I'm talking about is the the prefix. Right. cis and trans because they use that in science right and so it just means cis means same as trans means like opposite right, right. so you can have cis genes and trans genes you can have you know there's a whole bunch of different things that those prefixes mean they're just now in the mainstream being associated with you know sexuality and gender but right those terms have always existed Stop freaking out. Back to what I was saying. 
the issue because <laughs> it's been uh it's just been bugging me because people just don't know and they're freaking now and they're like sis head is a slur and it's like no that's what you describe yourself as people just gave you a term you are cis meaning that you behave in the way that you were assigned at birth that's what you believe you are heterosexual you are a man that likes women those are just what the terms mean that someone calls you cishet that's just what they're referring to because cis homo also exists there's a whole line spectrum people don't understand that it is a myriad of things so just to get that out here um but in the the line that's been created for a six cis hetero man is that you have to stay here. You have to like this and that and this, or you're not that. And it's like that's not true because we all have a varied and wonderful menagerie of experiences that we live through, and that will formulate how you decide to go through life. And it's all nuanced. Exactly. Every because everything in life is nuanced. And so if you like something that's not on the list of what it means to be a quote unquote cishet man, that does not mean you're not one. That just means you have a nuance in your personality and in your life due to experiences and things that you've lived through which is fine right and so in the grand scheme of that men learn to be more vulnerable learn to let the shroud down and just speak from the heart just in regular life now i know that's hard so you should start with people that you really 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 trust right because if they have your best interest at heart, they will not betray that vulnerability. And if they do betray that vulnerability, then you know it's not someone you should have in your life because someone that you really trust wouldn't actually do that, right? That's what that means. So most of the stuff on their show relates to sexuality and like sexual stuff. So like if you're a cishet man, like one of the big things they talk about all the time is that I'm sorry for anybody who's not into sex stuff, but I am. And if you get freaked out by it, maybe skip this part. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to be on this rant, though. So you just have to keep fast forwarding. One of the hosts on the show is really into pegging. If you're not familiar with pegging is, it's usually when a woman puts on a strap-on dildo and has sex with a man anally. Um not necessarily my cup of tea, but I'm not going to shit on anybody who does it. No pun intended. Um, scat play also is not one of my things, so I also will not be shitting on anyone. Um, I'm not a not a Cleveland steamroller kind of guy. You taught me that term also, <laughs> by the way. I'm not surprised. <laughs> that was very much either fifth grade or sixth grade Cody <laughs> on a walk home. Uh, probably... <laughs> Probably sixth. <laughs> um, 
but no, I'm not into scat play. Um, and so the conversation she says she has because she deals with mostly black men, straight black men, after she's like talking to other people and they're like getting into conversations, is that that's something that's like a a kink that she has. It's not necessary for her to do to like like someone or have like relations with somebody. But that is something that if they, she can explore, she will. Right. And inevitably, the black men go, well, one, I ain't with that gay shit, which is one thing because it's a woman. Yes, it is I think a fat object. I think that has become just a phrase uh, just to describe anything that people aren't that people don't like yes which is it's the same thing it is the same exact it, it is a problem it's the same exact thing as in the 90s and early 2000s when people would say ah oh, that's gay meaning yep. something is just stupid yes and i i corrected my little brother he came down to visit and i was like no we don't equate gayness with badness we just that's not because they're not equivalent um and I saw one ad for Wanda Sykes that was like, cut that out. I was like, I trust her. And I let it go. <laughs> <laughs> like, but there's 40, 50 year old men still saying it. And it's like, do we live in the same world? Like, have we not interacted with a multitude of people and have figured out that there are other ways to say things? Um, so that that's the whole issue because like no because gayness would be a man putting his penis in your behind that's right. what that would be we we have that defined already um and you don't like men this is a woman yes it's a phallic object but it's still on a woman so whatever that or they go down this whole like well, if you let a man do that to you, then that man probably fucks other men because he's gay. So I don't know that you are clean, quote unquote. And it's like, wow, what? But even what? if they didn't do that with other guys, like you still wouldn't know if they're clean unless they get tested. Ding, ding, ding. So that's what they say all the time on the show anyways. Um, one, I got corrected. You're not supposed to say clean. You're supposed to say healthy um, because there are people who are born with STIs and that's not their yeah. fault. So to com conflate STIs and cleanliness is a harmful thing to do because then you're discriminating against people who didn't have a choice in it. So you wouldn't know if they're healthy if unless they got an STI or got checked for them. Um, right. And... Also, the women partners that you have, you don't know all their sexual experiences. Right. And so how do you how can you make that, you know, judgment and distinction on this man you've never met who enjoys this kink? Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with this idea, one, two ideas of that gay is bad but to vulnerability because 
to let someone into your body is super vulnerable. Right. And that's automatic. No, as a cishet man, no, you can't, you can't do that. Right. You can't let someone into your body because that's super vulnerable and your guards down and you can't protect yourself. And also, God forbid you like it, then you're, which is likely to happen because that's where our G spot is. Um, but this is not a a a call to say, men, you need to go get something up your butt. Although you probably should get a finger at some point to check your prostate because that's super important. Um, but what I'm saying is that this is an example of how we do harm and how that gets extrapolated into more harmful scenarios where gay men get killed. Trans yeah. women get killed because of this building of walls and so like then you get into the situations where um a black man finds a trans woman super attractive they go on a date the trans woman discloses at the end of the date like hey just before anything goes any further i want to let you know that i'm trans and then the person gets upset the guy gets upset because now his he feels like his heterosexual identification. Right. He feels he feels lied to and Yeah, he which feels is slighted, another stupid thing. Feels slighted in some type of way, feels underhanded and feels confused because oh, this was a man. It's like what you see before you is a woman though. So you were attracted to a woman, which still means that you're heterosexual. Right. So but to get to that thought process is to open up a little bit of vulnerability in the thinking of who you are as a person because you were attracted to this person's face body we are not you know we are not all you know loving people who are just like it's personality only no you saw something originally when you looked at them you're like i find that attractive you talk to them you like their personality. You were so willing to get them home as men always usually are in a rush to do so. And they were like, I'm going to just give you a choice if this is what you want. And you're like, and so now you're challenged because you're like, I, I like a man. No, you like a woman. And you liked what you saw. So you're still in the train of thought, still a heterosexual. Now, you don't have to have sex with this person. That's also a choice. Right. But you can't get to that train of thought if you don't open up just a little bit of wiggle room and vulnerability in your thought process of what it means to be heterosexual. If it's just all these rigid things, then you just get stuck in the same pattern over and over and over and over again. And you're going to stay confused. And confusion is always going to lead to anger. So and anger leads to the dark side. Yes, and the sad part is I would like to make a joke, but the dark side of this is that a trans woman gets killed at the end of it or beat up. Right. Yeah. And so it's like do better, be more flexible in your thinking. 
and also realize that there's always choice. There's always choice involved in all of these situations, right? I've had gay men hit on me, and I had two choices. Get angry or just say thank you. And so I just go, thank you. I appreciate that you saw something attractive in me. I don't like men, but you have a lovely day. And a number of times I've gotten, wow, thank you for not being mean. It's like, because there's no reason to. You didn't do anything to me. You didn't change anything about me. I right. know what I like. So what is me attacking you doing for the betterment of the situation? Nothing. Right? It's just spreading more negativity. It's just perpetuating a a stereotype in a line of thinking that needs to die because it's not doing any good for anyone. So in summation, do what you do and like what you like and leave everybody else the fuck alone. Like but also be willing to explore those things that you are curious about. That doesn't mean that you will like them. It also doesn't mean that. Oh, here. Okay. Here's, here's a truth. You might try something and like it, and it might change who you are. And that's Okay. Because you're learning another aspect of yourself. Exactly. Change does not equal bad. All the time. There are instances where change equals bad. If it gets addictive, cut it off, right? If you can't, if you can't, you know, wake up in the morning without ramming a fist up your anus, you should probably cut that off. There's something else going on. You you got you got an obsession thing. But it's not it's not the action, it's the obsession with the action. That's something separate. But change is not inherently bad. Changing what you thought of yourself is actually usually a pretty good sign of growth and progression because you're not a stagnant, stale human being. Right. You are supposed to be changing in some Ever way. Right, constantly. Evergreen, everlasting growth is how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be finding these new things. And so being rigid in who you are is just going to lead to death, right? And not just, not physical death, sometimes physical death, but mental, spiritual death where you just become this flat human being. So seek therapy, <laughs> seek loved ones, seek people you trust, and just get into a space and be. Just be a person. Talk out some of those things that pop into your head. And you might hear them out loud and go, "That I don't know why that was in my head. It's ridiculous. There might be some things in your head you're like, oh, I really, sh I really want to explore that. I probably should. And there's going to be some things that scare you. Do the things that scare you. 
so that you can grow as a person and grow as a man so that when you interact with other men, if you have any sons, when you interact with nephews, you can help them see that, oh, I being a man is this multitude of things. It can be as varied as I want it to be. Because I know growing up as a black man, I had I was forced and celebrated for stifling emotions. A story I tell sometimes is my little brother was jumping on a bed. He fell off the bed. My uncle came in. Brother said I pushed him off the bed. I didn't touch the kid. Uncle punched me in the ribs a few times as punishment, which corporal punishment, whoopings, all that. Another conversation. I go in the bathroom, I cry. Because I was told you're not supposed to cry in front of another man. I clean myself up. I come out. My uncle gives me a hug, which is rare. And he goes, I appreciate you for being a man and not crying in front of me. Do you That's uh, awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Awful messaging. Especially yeah. to a young boy, probably like somewhere between six and eight. Like, you just told me it was a good thing to bottle my stuff up and not be vulnerable in front of other men. You didn't teach me conflict resolution. You didn't teach me how to express my emotion. And you told me it was good not to be vulnerable with other men. What kind of per in that trajectory of things should be a serial killer? I should be and a usually that, that I mean, usually <laughs> that is how that leads to because right. they don't people don't know how to uh express their mm -hmm. their feelings and then they they, they take it out on a squirrel and yeah. yeah they take it out on a squirrel then they take it out on a rabbit and then they take it out on a person right and so we have to break that pattern right we have to break that pattern so that we stop having school shootings because We've taught teenage boys that if they don't get what they want, but also if they don't get what they want, they just got to suck it up and eat it. But also that if you're feeling any type of emotions, bottle it. Keep it to yourself because don't nobody want to hear that shit. And so you have those two things combined, but then you also have a media that Women's bodies are owed to men. You have that you're a man, so you're supposed to have these things. You're supposed to experience these things. And you combine all that together, and you get a 14, 15-year-old, horny, full of hormones, teenage boy, full of emotions and rage, who has access to firearms, firearms at home. And not getting what he wants not getting what he wants, no release, no one to talk to. 
And then there's all these people that he put that on who has nothing to really do with it. They're just being teenagers like he's being a teenager. And there's the school now. And we have bodies. Or they go somewhere more vulnerable like an elementary school because they know those are easy targets mm-hmm. to release their rage on. So if we want to stop repeating these cycles and we want to stop traumatizing ourselves and traumatizing people, we have to, one, teach boys it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to express emotions. It's okay to change. And I think that one is super key. It is okay to change what you thought about something. It is okay to be have one thought, learn more information, and go, mm, that thought I had before is bad. It wasn't, or that thought I had before wasn't a complete thought. I only had partial information. I gained new information. Now I right. think differently. Sometimes you get more information and you're like, no, that just kind of reinforces what I already think. And that's great. Because you absorb information, right? But sometimes you get information and it's like, oh, I got to flip a 180. And that's okay. And it's hard and it takes time. But that is okay. It's fine. There's a lot of things in my life where I've had to experience things. And then I'm like, wow. What I thought about that was all wrong. I was a prude in high school. A prude, bro. Like, nose up at people. Ugh, you heathens having sex in high school. <laughs> You're all going to hell. God's going to judge you. And, of course, religion does that to anybody who's in religion. And, mm-hmm. like, I was, like, I was in religion for a long time. Um And then I think like 10th grade, I ended up talking to the girl that was like the school slut, quote unquote. And we like we were in the same class and we just kicked it off and we were just like having great conversations and we were like texting back and forth. And, and she's like, I really haven't had sex with anyone for real, maybe like two people. And I was like, Really? And she's like, yeah, I don't know where that came from. And I'm like, I don't either. Because she turned some guy down. He got angry. More than likely. Or spread a rumor or some girl got a hold of the information and was just like, oh, she's even though trying to cover up what they doing because it was like. Whatever. So that conversation from then like kind of just like flipped my whole way of thinking because I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking about this. So in one way, all right. I'm really focused on this key aspect of things, but There's so many ways that it can be seen. And um, since I'm only focusing on this one, I'm doing myself a disservice. So I just start having more conversation with people. And uh, my whole thing, by the end of 
high school was it was still like I was trying to wait for marriage, but I was judging people less mm -hmm. for having premarital sex. Um And one of those reasons was one, I made a promise to my mom when I was like real little that I would um, after she explained to me what sex was, which came back to bite me in the ass later. Uh, but two, I just didn't want to have sex with anybody in effort. I was like, no, fuck that. From all, right. every, all, all the information I've gathered, y'all all just in each other's faces and I don't want nothing to do with that. So... <laughs> That was the other reason, but like I started to grow and mature because I got new information and it had and your choices are stay the way you are and forcefully fight the new information you got or just change and allow that change to mold into whatever. And I was like, you know what? What do I have to lose? by changing my thought process because I can always go back to the thought process I had before. And I'm a better person for it now. I have way more experiences and way more interesting things to talk about because I didn't stay so stringent in my thinking. Right. Um, and that's not to say that you have to deviate from your path but it also is also saying like it's okay to. Well, it's not it's like it's it's not like it's not it's not hard to learn new information and to deviate from your current path either. We constantly, especially today, mm -hmm. uh, with you know phones and social media and all that stuff, we are constantly being thrown new information at us. Yeah. Com like whether it's completely new information that we've never heard before or if it's something dealing with something that we know a little bit about whether that's from mm -hmm. experiences or watching other people's experiences um but it's still so easy to get new information add that information to what you already think of something or what you already know of something and just double check if that new information has any basis in truth. The, the only problem is the brain, the human brain has not acclimated to yeah. this new <laughs> this newfound freedom to find information. So people Right, are still, and that's where that confirmation bias comes in. That and just people People not being so accepting or how can I say this? No, I think people you're right. Like being, people, people not being accepting of the new information that challenges their yes, current being, train of thought or being vulnerable to the idea of changing. Yeah. Right. Because I don't have any, anything truly that backed us up. But if we, from the things that I've gathered from watching documentaries and hearing about history, groups like nomadic groups and stuff didn't change their roles 
because that's the best way they knew how to survive, right? So they had a specific way they did things so that they would survive. Now, if there were like random things that would pop up, they would, of course, have to adapt to those. But for the most part, humans work on the notion of this is what I've known to work to survive. But we are in a different set of circumstances than our ancestors. So that also means we have to reformat, reformat how our brains work. We have right. to get a little bit out of that survival mode and get more into the exploratory because there, there is where you learn more skills and more things to survive. If you just stick with what you know and anything goes wrong, then you're fucked. And so technology has grown to where it's like, yeah, it's real easy to explore. But the brain is still like, well, I got to survive. So exploring means death because it's outside of what I know. And so... My call right. to people is to figure out ways to snap your brain out of that mode and into the exploratory. Go explore a little bit more. Go, just go look at something different, right? Go look at something the opposite side of what you think and see if there's any truth in it. And if there is, apply that truth to your life. And, and actually discard. look at it, actually look at those new things with, an open mind and like yes. a, a, an eye of wanting to learn as opposed yes. to looking at these things to confirm what you already think about it. Yes. Cause that's a, yeah. that is a big thing too, where people will, you know, just as an example, people who don't live in cities hate cities and then whenever they mm -hmm. go to cities, they only see the things that reinforce their hatred for the cities. Yeah. When that's not like half the time, the things you are seeing aren't actually happening because you are making those things up in your mind and making them happen. Yes. Yeah, no, that's true. And like there have been a few times in my life where I had to, you know, let go of those notions. One of those times was when I went to college and one of the notions I had before I went to college was I'm not doing ballet. I'm not wearing any tights. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And as soon as I got on campus, I was like, I'm going to let that go. Right. I'm going to just live this experience and learn what I can. And I became a better dancer and a better teacher and a better athlete and a better person because I allow myself to take this information in and just absorb it and keep what I needed and let go of what I didn't. And that, the same thing when I went to New York. I am not a city person. I do not like a lot of people. But instead of focusing on all the things that I didn't like, I just did my best to be a part of the community that I was in. And then once I had some money, <laughs> which was a big part of it, um, but once I had some money, I was fine in the city. I could literally live anywhere. Um, so 
yes, that is a big thing. Going in, seeking to learn something new and not seeking to disregard it for the things that you don't like about whatever that new thing is. Because there's something in everything that we can learn from it. Um, and sometimes it's the opposite of it. Like, I looked into why people are, you know, racist and stuff. And the opposite of it is the, what I've learned is that they lack compassion and empathy. They also lack knowledge. So I reinforced getting more knowledge and being more knowledgeable about things and just being more compassionate and just being kind way easier. Um, things of that nature so ooh, that was my rant it took some time um cause is there anything else that you wanted to touch on in particular uh no I don't believe so um no I believe I believe we've said the important things about the subjects that did come up Cool. Perfect. Um, well, at some point in the future, there will be a video up of us eating a very hot chip. So keep your eyes open for that. Cody, let the people know where they can find you. Yep. Um, <clears throat> there's actually not going to be a stream uh, for the next two weeks because uh, I am going up to Michigan um, this weekend for a birthday party and then the weekend after uh, my mom is coming down to visit. Oh, nice. Cool. So um, be spending time with her. Um, but if you want to look at some of my previous gameplay uh, going through Bioshock, I th think some of my older games might still be up. They might be deleted at this point. Uh, it, I don't remember how long it saves for. Mm. Um, but you can find me over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash commander Cody underscore 212. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter for updates of when I plan to stream uh, get on there and kick me in the butt to force me to stream. Um, I give some gaming news. It should be quite a bit coming up in gaming news. Uh, a lot of games are coming out early this year. Um, nice. So, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at commander underscore 212. Perfect. And as always, you can find us on the gram at lab underscore not underscore two underscore cry. Find us on Twitter at Left Me to Cry P1. Find us on Facebook at Left Me to Cry. You can send us feedback, comments, suggestions. If you want to be a guest, I have been thinking about how we need a guest back on. Um, At some point, I'd like my mom on here. That'd be dope. What's that? You said the weekend after. Uh, it would be the weekend of the 14th. Weekend of the 14th. I mean, I'm available, so we could we could uh, figure out some way to get her on while she's down here. Um, that would be cool. 
maybe I could slide over because my, you know, focus right has the two by two and I got another yeah. mic. So we could have her on your setup in your room and then we could just be on my laptop or something. Um, but yeah, we can figure out some way to make it work. My mom has been on here. I've been thinking about asking her back on. Um, yeah. She's going to get an update. Doing, yeah. She's always doing cool stuff. Um, but yeah, if you want to be a guest on the show, drop us, you know, an email and tell us what you want to talk about or drop us a DM on Instagram or on Facebook or something and just let us know. And until next time, peace. Peace.